All right, how's that? That's better. All right, now we're recording. Good, now I can talk over Ellen. Woo! Because apparently in our pre-production meeting, that's the format of the show. <laughs> so that I talk over the only woman on the podcast. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> APFM, a podcast for men. <laughs> Jesus. He who makes a podcast out of himself gets rid of the pain of being a man. (laughs) One small pod for man, one giant kick in the ass for mankind. APFM, a podcast for men. I was was laying in bed last night thinking of like... (laughs) Of theme music. Jesus. I was looking for guitar samples today, but I think I might just record it myself because I was like, oh, wait, I am a proficient guitarist with many instruments. (laughs) I'm like trying to find samples. Wait a second. Yeah, I'm like trying to find samples to make it in like my beat machine and I'm like scrolling through a sample website like none of these guitarists are playing it how I would play it. Wait, how I would play it? (laughs) I could play it. But yeah, I'm going to make us a theme song and I have like all these ideas of the... The, the shock jock radio and the, yeah, I don't know. What, what did you think of that? the um What, no, so no Joe's Fishak? Are we not Joe's Fishakking it? No, because I, I, I have a good, I, I have some, I want, there's something special that I want to do. Okay, you're cooking up something special. Yeah. But I was thinking that's a little soft intro of the, he who makes a podcast out of himself <laughs> gets rid of the pain of being a man. Um... For those of you who don't know, Joe's Fish Shack was a long-time established fish shack out on the fishing boat harbour in a little town called Fremantle. A little town called Freo, where Tame Impala comes from, because yes. he doesn't like to claim that he's from Perth, because he's a cunt. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Tame Impala! I remember... <laughs> So I remember one time they were supporting the Living End at Challenge Stadium before we had Perth Stadium when when bands had to go to oh, yeah, terrible Challenge. Challenge Stadium when they came to Perth yeah, and Tame Impala were a nothing band from Perth and they um, the guy was talking about the lead singer he was like oh yeah you know those mats you're all standing on it used to be my job to lay those down. Anyway, here's blah, blah, blah. And we're like, what is this nonsense? (laughs) Who is this band supporting the living end? Go away. (laughs) They're good. Like, granted, their songs were good and I enjoyed them, but, like, the banter was not there. They needed to work on it, so. He's still, like, such an unlikely rock star. Mm. Like, I see him now, like, like, dapping with fucking... Uh, Travis Scott or doing these massive shows and it's like he's just this awkward shoeless yeah and that's that's what they guy. all that's what they all are I remember also seeing them at Roller Coaster which was down uh, oh, yeah, at the Mandra foreshore um and yeah they were they were great and it was like they played that song remember me it's like, yeah, I was so pissed off when I realized they had done a cover of that already because I wanted to do like uh, a rock cover of that song, but their cover is good. The cover is great, and the first time I ever heard it was when they played it live at that roller coaster, and they had, I don't know if he was a member of the band or just some rando who knew how to play the bongos, but he was up on the stage like in just jeans and like 
hair that looked like it had been bleached by the sun, very thin and tanned with his glasses on and just, just high and bongoing. And that's that's the memory that I took away from that. Not the band, the bongo man. That's my my next purchase, I think, instrument-wise. Not bongos, but congas. So look, look forward to that happening in the house. I think I want to get a set of congas. Again, another side story. So many side stories. Um, when I lived in the UK with my housemates, we had uh, an adorable neighbour who was learning the violin, of, like a kid. And that's um, horrific, though. That's such a <laughs> that's such an e- like. <laughs> it was, it's awful. He was out on the balcony and he played. It was on really the balcony. Scratchy. What a yeah. little fucking cunt! It was it was really screechy. But sometimes he would play at terrible hours, and so in order to combat it. Um, we bought house bongos so we could play house bongos really <laughs> loudly and just to, to be like, you get to play screechy violin, we get to play bad bongos. I remember in primary school there was – because I played trumpet in primary school and if you did good in music in the years leading up to I think years six and seven, which at that time six and seven were the last years of primary school. It's different now I think in Australia. Yeah. Um, but at that time if you did well in music – up until those years, then in those years you could do an instrument. And the yep. three instruments that we had at my school were the trumpet, the flute, and the clarinet. That's fancy mm. AF. We didn't get that. We're this was just a public school as well. Mine too. I got You could do guitar or you could do – so acoustic guitar as well yeah. if you did well, or you could progress through the various levels of recorder. So like the soprano, oh, the had, alto, and the tenor. We had recorder in the first half of primary school, but the last half is when it's like, all right, it's real instrument time. These are the three that we offer. It's like Pokemon. You, no. you pick your starter <laughs> Pokemon. If you get um, – if you pick clarinet – which is balls. Clarinet is a dog shit instrument. It and is. I'm reminded I'm reminded of this because violin is also a terrible instrument when Correct. you're learning. Yeah. Like it's very unforgiving for mistakes. Clarinet is like that. Yeah. I mean, any instrument sounds bad when you're bad at it, but I feel like clarinet and violin are so, what those instruments where it's like, it's horrific mm. when you're starting. It's, a, it's kind of the same but as flute it, as well though. But it evolves into saxophone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Trumpet so, evolves into trombone, which trombone's cool, but mm. trombone is not to trumpet what saxophone is to clarinet. So I skipped clarinet. So I went, I went all the way through all of the recorders. My primary school had a recorder ensemble, and they had the sopranos, the altos, and the tenors. And you basically just progressed your way through all of them. You started as a soprano. Once you'd mastered that, you went through once to you'd alto. Whacked a few guys as a soprano. <laughs> soprano, and then you eventually went to tenor. And I like played the tenor um, up until. I think like year six or year seven. And I was also in the guitar ensemble. Um, but I completely bypassed clarinet and went straight into saxophone. Cause I was like, I'm not playing this Good, terrible they, instrument. They tried to con- I want to play the saxophone. Good. Damn it. Yeah. They tried to convince us at that time that like to do, uh, to do saxophone, you have to start with clarinet. No. And it's just, it's lies. So it's I, lies. I, I did trumpet by the way, in case anyone's wondering, I did trumpet in, in primary school and got a scholarship into high school with it. And then I transitioned to bass and then guitar. And then when I was going to a different high school, once I was a guitarist, I was auditioning for a scholarship at that high school. And I remember getting there. And as soon as I opened my case and the guy saw that I had an electric guitar instead of an acoustic, 
because he was some fucking hoity-toity, oh, our music school's so good, like, oh, it's not a classical guitar, I, and he was literally just like, oh, well, I guess I'll, I'll hear you, because we're here now, it's like, well, I've already, like, you don't want me, like, you've, I've already like, failed, yeah. right, like, this is just, it doesn't, you know, so I played my thing and didn't get in. Mum was pissed about that. Damn, you were setting that up to be like this amazing, uh, <laughs> this amazing story of how you just rocked this dude's world with your six skills. No, and what happened? I was take so, that. I was so I my my relationship with music at that school started on that foot. I then went on to do a music class, and because I w- didn't get a scholarship, I couldn't do the higher level music class. Mm. So I could only do the basic normie class, which I was already smarter than. So I failed it because I literally did nothing. I was using Sibelius to make, which is like a notation writing program. Yeah. And I remember one time, I was not a great student, as this, <laughs> as this story will exemplify. I remember one time a the teacher came over and, and asked me what I was doing. And I was like, I'm writing my own song because I don't give a fuck about you or this class. <laughs> and she cried. Wow, bro. Did you seriously say that? Yeah, I said I don't give a fuck about you or this class. Man, you're a fucking douchebag, bro. Yeah, at least I didn't say... That was not the only teacher that I made cry. At least I didn't say that... (laughs) (laughs) At least I didn't say that to my high school teacher's face. Like, So I had an issue where I didn't want to learn all of the, like... The I'm not learning all of the notes, <laughs> all right? I didn't want to learn all of the... Give me the, the top five, top three, come on. Shut up. <laughs> we were learning musical pieces and classical pieces in high school and I didn't want to do any of that. I wanted to learn jazz. jazz. So my mum got me lessons outside of, of high school to learn like proper jazz music because I was like, I can listen to it, but I don't. I don't have that musical ear quite to be able to just pick things up like a little bit, but not as good. And so I went and did classes outside. Um, and for a while there, it was going really good. And I got a really good like jazz and alternative education, which was great. But then the teacher that I had for um, my high school lessons started teaching at the the place that I was going to externally and took over from the other teacher and she didn't want to teach jazz stuff and she was only teaching like classical stuff. So that just went away. Classical sax. Yeah, I know. And then, now play <laughs> classical sax. And then, he, and then um, now play yakety sax. <laughs> But but the like at one point I wanted to have a career in music and the only avenue that I was told that that would be possible is through doing like all of the musical exams and all that sort of stuff. So I was pushed to do musical theory and do the exams and it stressed me out so much that I just quit. Like I stopped doing music pretty much altogether and it kind of crushed everything for me. I was like, I hate this. I don't want to do music. I want to touch this stuff. I did it like I did it uh, when I went to North Lake Senior Campus for my last two years, but that was very that was the loosey goosiest music class I've ever been to, and it, like it was a free for all. Nobody really learnt anything or did anything, and it wasn't like there wasn't any real teaching. But I just yeah, I fell off the wagon with that because I got pushed too hard into something that I didn't really want to do, and was like, oh man, that's how I felt about you know it's it's not cool to. <laughs> 
be extremely rude to teachers that are just trying to get you to do yeah. the work. But like by <laughs> that problem? by that point, like I'd been denied a scholarship because I was too good at the wrong kind of guitar. Yeah, and I could only be in the dumb cunt music class that I was we'll clearly <laughs> that I was clearly better than. And then I was in my mind like. I'm writing music here, all right? Just yeah. let me let me create. I so there reminds me of another music teacher who uh in my first high school, the one where I was playing trumpet, that was when I'd started to play bass and then guitar. And look, I don't know what happened. I think there was which is a great way to start a story by the way. I'm about to tell you something I've got no <laughs> So basically like there was a they had teachers that would come into the school. So there were music teachers that were staff and then there were ones that would come into the school to teach the instruments who were not actually, like, yeah. they contracted for the school, but they weren't teachers at the school. Yeah. So there were people there that had guitars with the guitar teacher and uh, had guitar lessons. And I think I must have said something about him, talked some smack about him as a 13, 14 year old. I don't know if I said it. Of course, of course you did. Yeah, but like I didn't know, like I hadn't met him or anything. Or I, I like, I'm sure there was something that prompted me to talk shit about him. I don't think I just suddenly pulled it out of my ass, but I think that something had made me talk some shit about him. Mm. Now, evidently, this got back to him. This is a grown man. And I was in English class. And a random student knocked on the door and asked if I could, like, come see this teacher, who is not a teacher, by the way. Right. Just a guy that comes in and teaches guitar. Not mm-hmm. a teacher, no authority. But I didn't really know what was going on, and my English teacher didn't really care. So he pulled me out of class to sit me down and say to me, first of all, how good he is at guitar, how shit my guitar teacher is who he's never met, how many women he's fucked. Seriously. What? He, cause I think I might've said something about him being gay. Okay. <laughs> but even. What, no, but in the context of being this, like, oh, this guy's an F Can I, can like I just, a, can I just stop you? That's the most Dylan thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Right but, there. But like, so like. Was this guitar teacher, Andrew Tate? I think, it, yeah, maybe. So, and like, I, I, I'm sure there must have been some reason why I was talking shit about him. I'm not saying that it, that it, that it validates it or that it was okay to be talking shit about him or to have called, I probably called him the F word or whatever. Not like just, but I was a 14 year old, 13 year old just talking shit with his friends and one of those friends ran and told or they told someone who told someone and this grown man pulled me out of my class to lecture me about how good at guitar he is. And I remember him saying, I've had more women than you have hairs on your head. And that's not much of a, um, and he was bald. So I feel like the (laughs) hair on the head thing was a real sticky. And I had long hair at that point. That's like me. I think I was rubbing in his face that I had these luscious locks and he was bald. That's that'd be like me going up to like a, a small child at the gym and just being like, I can deadlift more than you, you little bitch. Yeah, it was it was I fucked more women than this small child that I've called out of class. Than this thirteen year old who's did like Did you tell dad about that? Oh yeah. Yeah, what did dad do? That guy got his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I did he imagine. actually fight him or did he just yell? No, at no, him? he didn't. Get, he didn't fight him, but no, I'm okay. pretty sure. But this, like this, there was a bunch of complaints about teachers at this school for various. Stuff. There's a pedophile at that school that. Oh, sick! Oh, was okay. That, wow. Was this that Catholic school you were at? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I mean, I know. There that, you go. I, I know that Dad complained about that teacher and that experience. Can we say the name I, of the school and then just beep no. it out but, afterwards? So, oh yeah, I remember that he was the teacher was obviously reprimanded because he then like apologized to me in the most bullshit through gritted teeth apology and then offered me like a free guitar lesson <laughs> which I did not take him up on um, but there was a bunch of other issues with teachers at the school now there was a teacher who to get a laugh out of again children 13 14 year olds called me and my friend the F slur in class hell yeah bro that That's... teacher ended up being done for fucking a 16 year old based not the and, fucking a 16-year-old. And and so I wasn't there at the time. That I had already left the school by the time it came out that he was a pedophile. But my friends that were still there told me that the students were all told not to say anything and not to talk about it and not to – and Holy. Like, were basically like sat down and prepped that like the media might want to talk to you but don't say anything and you shouldn't talk <laughs> to anyone else. Don't like, talk to the media. Like they, the school tried to prep them to be like, don't talk about the fact that we have, and we'll see who cancels who. And, and then like, cause I wasn't there, so I, I don't know, but from what people told me, it seemed like it was one of those cases where it was pretty obvious until it came out. Like it should have been known and should have been picked up prior. It was not a big shock. I it think, was, it's, and what, and the way that it came out was because he cheated on one 16 year old. With another sixteen-year-old. That's actually I've changed and my mind. And she like ran, based. ran screaming through the school or something, or ran crying through the school. Like it was like basically he flew too close to the pedo son, and it just blew up. And these young girls lost their fucking minds and made a whole lot of noise. And yeah, because there's, six, un- there's sixteen, 16 to the children. Girls, yeah, that, I think sixteen at best. I could be wrong. They could have been younger. But I think also, 16. that's not a super uncommon because there was a. So I also went to a Catholic private school, um, and there was a there was a teacher who it was known was dating one of the students who was in like. I think year 12 at the time. So, and around that time you're, you're like 16, uh, 17, sometimes depending upon when you were born, 17 slash 18. So I think she was 17 going on 18 and it was all hush hush until she left and then was officially 18. And then they were actually officially dating, but they were for sure dating while she was in high school. Who's that comedian or comedy actor that's, been in the headlines recently about... Oh, like, Chris D'Elia. No, 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 no. More recently than... Dane Cook. Oh, mm, yeah, 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 Cook. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like long-time girlfriend. It's like, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not that long time. A long did- time for her because yeah. she doesn't have a good frame of reference. Yeah. Oh, that's that's amazing. So I went to not a Catholic but a Christian school and to my knowledge there weren't any teachers... Um, dating kids or whatever i think that school was. was good i went to that school for one year as well i went to i went to a few schools you may be gathering from my stories <laughs> that i was something of a problem child at school um but, but that yeah. school i think was chill yes yeah, so this school wasn't i mean it was chill but it was it was not great in terms no. of like uh, education quality or staff or whatever there were a few teachers that were like you ever did you ever have like a teacher that tried really hard and and like you can 
you can see in hindsight that they were actually a good teacher, but you guys just like fucked with them uh, to the point. Oh of, man, man, continue. Yeah, so like continue your story, wh- but the short answer is yes. Yeah, we had an S and E teacher who was uh, I I think he's. S and E for the non Australians is society and environment. Yeah, he was like he was society and society. Environment. We live in one. The environment. We live in several. <laughs> um, yeah, so like he was S and E, but it was also the outdoor ed teacher, and I think also a sports teacher, just like a general sort of like man's man teacher. That just like I'm doing a all the hodgepodge teacher, the one that gets to do we, all the ones that nobody else wants to. No, do. those are the good ones. Outdoor ed and sport, like those are great. Are they? They no, seriously, because I have I've had a. They had an abseiling tower on campus. Oh yeah, that my, high ropes course. Yeah. Amazing. My Catholic school didn't have that. We had a terrible. It was funny because there was ed. such a shitty school. Like the science labs were shit, the computer yeah. labs were shit, but they just had an abseiling tower. They were like right next to a national park as well. So like this yeah. huge bush. Anyway, um, you went to uh, a, a rich religious high school. I, I went think it to was, a, yeah, like five ish grand a year, maybe more. Oh, my, mine was, but mine was new. So it had only been built in 1997. And so by the time I got there, it was still in debt and it was still halfway through being built. And there was loads of stuff. Most of the rooms didn't have air conditioning yet. And it was like, a lot of those this demand- crap. What do you mean yet? How is that a later installation in la- Australia? Yeah. Fucking like later, later, just later. Later. Just pray real hard and the wind might blow and we'll keep the windows open. Yeah, this It gets to forty Celsius, which is in the hundreds of Fahrenheit, I think. Hundred and hundred and yeah. ten, something, something like there. that. Yeah, their their hundred I think is like uh twenty eight. What? I th- or thirty, I don't know. Let me see. Give me a sec. Keep going. Um Yeah, that sucks that there was no air con there. There was so in my second high yeah, 37, school. Yeah, 37, sorry, my bad. Close enough. Yeah, see, I was right. 100, 110? 104. Okay, there you go. It's weird. It kind of bottlenecks at the end. It's not, like, uniform across the whole way. So, like... Um, what are you talking about? So, <laughs> it doesn't bottleneck. No, so, like, one degree Celsius is 33.8 Fahrenheit. But if I... Like, the more you go up, it's not like it's scale. It's not like every single Celsius degree is equivalent to 33 degrees Fahrenheit. No, that's not... That's not how it works. That's not how that works. <laughs> I'm saying that's not how it works. <laughs> the formula is right underneath it for you, in case you were yeah, wondering. Yeah, the formula's weird. It's bad. I've... All right, there's... I'm pulling up Imperial. Are you saying okay. that two degrees Celsius should be 66 degrees Fahrenheit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Kind of bottlenecks here. <laughs> kind of bottlenecks. It's like they didn't really think about this. <laughs> um, and Am also, I the first person to notice? But also, uh, in at Catholic private schools here in Australia, on the on the west coast at least, they make you wear uniforms that are made out of the densest and thickest materials oh, known wool, to man, shit like so that, that you. Uh, sweating your ass off. Like, I remember wearing that dress, that thick, ridiculous dress. Uh, and and they, so they would make you have a winter and a summer uniform. Mm. And so, like, term one and four were summer uniform and terms two and three were winter. But term two starts in, like, April. 
Shit's still hot in April, and yeah. I gotta be wearing a blazer, a jumper, a collar shirt, a tie, a kilt, stockings. Ah, kilt. Ah, kilt. <laughs> why? Stockings, why? <laughs> stockings, socks, and black leather shoes. The way on top Jesus of all of this. would have dressed. Yeah. and it's like in the Middle East. Are you kidding me? Like we had temperatures of like twenty eight and thirty in April this year. Can you imagine wearing all of that in thirty degree weather? Yeah, that's like, terrible. how did how did we survive that nonsense? Anyway, so my my mediocre Christian school. I had a teacher who um, his whole thing was like, I'm tough but fair. Um, he would let's interview him. He, yeah, and he's like the tough but fair, but also like uh, trying to be friends with the students' teacher. So like, he would um, uh, what's what's one of the things that he used to do? It's like if you were misbehaving in class, he would make you do like push-ups or whatever, or that kind of stuff. Or like once I was in class, I wasn't really paying attention. And he's like, "Why aren't you paying attention?" I'm like, "I'm tired." It's the morning or whatever. I just said I was tired. So he made me go run laps in the like the assembly area. That's he was dumb. not a sports teacher, not an athletic dude at all. I was in this is year five, and he's like shorter than me, so he's a small man. But at this point, I'd probably say year five. That's dumb. Yeah, I thought you said you went there for high school. No, I was there from year five until I finished year nine, and I went to year, a different school for year ten. All right, so you did. Some primary and some high school there. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I forgot they had a primary school there. Yeah, they did it all, baby. They had a kindy. It was great. They just did, catered to everyone. Yeah. And it was really shit. Indoctrinate them young. Never leave. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, imagine doing literally like 12, 13 years there. People did, man, and they were freaks. They were the freakiest yeah. ones. <laughs> I'm serious. I remember them. They were the weirdest Jesus freaks of them all. Nice. Anyway. Um, so one time I'm at, uh, I'm at lunch with hanging out with my only friend cause I was the kid who only had one friend. Um, bet only fans, but it's only friends. <laughs> only friends. <laughs> only friends. Just friends. A there's day. actually, if you go on Bumble, I don't know if it's still there. There is a friends, like there's a Bumble BFFs. It's just. Yeah. yeah just looking for friends. Yeah. yeah. I have never used that. I'm tempted to, but I don't know what you would put in your bio. Cause like friendship, just look yeah, just looking I'm for looking friends. I'm looking for other dudes to hold up fish. Uh, on <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is gonna be look because I've spent a lot of time on and off dating apps over the last couple of years, and I gotta tell you, I got a couple of got a couple of problems with you ladies. When you not not yet, <laughs> I will get to you. Anyway, yes, I got a lot of problems with you ladies. At, yeah, so we're at lunch. We'll and, circle back. And this this teacher is doing like you know duty or whatever. He's Looking after the kids. Duty. He's what's it called? Just I don't know. Yeah, yeah. he's just doing. He's, do, he's on duty. He's duty. the dude. Duty. Duty. Anyway, duty. it's it's summertime and there's like flies everywhere. Duty he's cold. He's got a, a slushy from the canteen and he calls me and my friend over to fan flies off of him. So like while he's standing there doing the thing, me and my friend because we didn't know what to do. He's a teacher. We're children. He's like, come wave flies off of me. So we're doing that for like literally like 10, 15 minutes. And then Who I went. This guy? God, you're such a loser. Yeah. <laughs> well, his teachers would tell me to go to detention. I'd be like, no. Yeah. And then that would be the end of the conversation. I was a, I was a, an underachiever, but I wasn't a bad kid. Uh, look, I was a special needs kid, so I, like I wanted to fit in and do well. I just wasn't, and teachers ignored me. My teachers had all made the mistake of putting the gifted but lazy sort of summary on a lot of my 
like marks and stuff mm-hmm. like really capable or really smart or really whatever you know just needs to try harder i'm like cool well there you go really smart don't need to try <laughs> my teacher you've already told me that i'm really smart why would i try now <laughs> what a few of my actually i don't know how many but like i remember um mom telling me that like one of the one of the teachers that i got given because they when i got diagnosed with uh dyslexia this school apparently had like some great dyslexia program program or like program program <laughs> for kids whose accents change randomly <laughs> great dyslexia sentence. program anyway um like yeah they had some sort of special needs thing and like one of the teachers that was running that who was just an assistant teacher in like every other regular class but was for some reason the main person that i saw at this in this room been hiding her power level <laughs> 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 anyway uh, she said to my mom, like, oh, he chooses to zone out or whatever. Like, what? <laughs> just like, ah, I'm not buying it. This kid's not really stupid. This is. Um, yeah, so overall bad school. When I went home and told uh, mom and dad that this guy had made me and my friend, like, wave flies off him. Like, I was uh, feeling like. How old were you? Uh, I would have been in year six, I think, at this point. So, like, nine, ten years old. Yeah. Yeah, so. It's like, it's one of those emotional, something bad happened at school and like, <laughs> well, cause like it started off with me just like, here's what happened. But cause dad was so angry. I thought he was mad at me. So I start, so I'm like getting emotional and dad's having a really hard time hiding how angry he is at the situation. I don't think he was mad at me, but he was like, if he tells you to do that again, I think tell some, him no. I think some part of him was disappointed in you. <laughs> as, as I am too, hearing this story, Probably. I can't believe My that... My son it, is a cock! I can't believe that... Uh, uh, Beta! I oh mean, look, dad had to put up with enough of that from me as well because in the first high school, me and my friends were getting bullied and for the longest time I wouldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Mm. And then when I did punch someone, I got suspended for it. My dad was like, why? (laughs) 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 Literally why we've been telling you that they keep bullying these kids. Um, It was after that point that I was like, that's it. I'm going off the rails. (laughs) I'm lighting fires. I'm stealing things. I'm telling (laughs) teachers to go fuck themselves. I'm walking out of class. Well, that's the thing is I never really got bullied by teachers before and I hadn't like become jaded and black <laughs> That's the thing. I got fully j- and I started listening to Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that. I was you, listening to Weird Al. You got there so much sooner than I did as well, <laughs> which is crazy. So, yeah, like, so the next day I'm just doing my thing, whatever, and these, like, at the end of lunch, because the year six room and the year five room where this guy taught were, like, right next door. So the year fives come up to me like, Cam, your dad was here. I'm like, oh, what, no. what, what do you mean? <laughs> he was like, he was talking to Mr. So-and-so like, what do you mean? What's going oh, on? No. Like what happened? And apparently he had gone there without notifying the school or anything, like, not getting in touch with the principal, just went directly to this dude's oh, classroom and would have just uh, like, um, would have just gone in and sat down with him. And apparently like, nobody, none of the kids knew what exactly was said. I don't know what exactly was said, but the last thing they heard was him be like, that's bullshit, mate. And then like storms off. And then, oh, actually, no, before they had come to, to, to talk to me, that teacher had like sidled up to me and been like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I bet you fucking are. Like, didn't didn't make eye contact, looking looking away, whatever, and then like shuffled away. I was like, that was weird. And then they came up to me and were like, yeah, your dad was here. He like fucking shouted at him and shit. Wow. And I never had any interaction with that teacher again. Okay. Dad still doesn't. <laughs> Like, wouldn't tell me exactly what he said. I probably, at this point now, he probably would if I had, like, asked him about it. But like, Let's get him on the pod. Oh, like, yeah. So, like, so knowing what dad's like, he probably uh, <laughs> just, like, frowned into his entire soul. Because dad's, like, a, a fairly big dude and, like, knows karate. He's just just does not tolerate any of the shit at all. I don't think I've ever seen your dad... Smile unless he was making fun of someone. <laughs> I was about to say, unless he was making fun. Unless he was making fun yeah. of someone. Like, that, those are the only times that your dad has ever smiled that I've seen. And yeah, there's so- that, or, an, or if he's met, if there's like a foreigner in the room and he's got an opportunity to whip out pie cost. That's. Somebody who's like. Either so young they haven't heard it yet, or they're f- not from Australia. What happens if we teach him ligma? Because <laughs> <laughs> for people who don't know, the pie cost thing is uh, how, how does it go? Like, uh, you know, you, you just say pie cost enough, and it's like up though. Yeah, you say it enough, and when somebody says, "What's a pie cost?" You just like oh, about two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's up, dog? Oh, I don't know what's up. Well, I, so I was definitely, so I was an overachiever at school. I was the, I was the opposite end. So yeah, if we're, if we're talking about where everyone was on the, uh, achiever spectrum, I was definitely the overachiever. And that was a lot to do with my mom being like wanting us to make sure that we were really good at school. So I was definitely. Absolutely. Oh, no, that wasn't very nice. Why, why did <laughs> they keep the yeah? That why, was why did they keep the car in there? Here I don't we know. Go. Yeah, a little bit better. But I was yeah, I was definitely an overachiever. I was pitches? teacher's pet. Hey, are they different pitches? No. no. I don't think so. Nerd alert! No, yeah. do, no, do the do the first one. I think it's just a bit quiet. Oh, no, it is. No, they're it different pitches. different pitches. Yeah, way to talk over it while yeah, we're listening. Yeah, shut up. Different pitches. Let the musicians hear it. I don't care. Play it again. That's higher. Yeah, it is. Okay. That's a higher pitch it's than the other like one. It's almost like a semitone higher. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know what that is. Okay, <laughs> let's... That was masculinity alert. Can I continue with my story now? Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, so overachiever and definitely was like <laughs> I wasn't afraid of of like um, of like teachers. I think I was more afraid of disappointment and that I had a real big disappointment complex. And so anytime a teacher would like tell me to stop talking because I'd finished the classwork because I was like, I'm done. I, I don't know what else to do. I'd start talking and distracting someone else who hadn't finished the classwork and then they'd tell me off. And one time it happened so much in one class because I was so bored and talking to someone else and distracting them. This teacher said to me, right, you're going to detention because you've been talking too much. And I literally put my head down on my desk and sobbed because I was so, I was so upset. And then she took the detention away from me because she felt bad. You're the but, kind of person I would have bullied. <laughs> 
were so like you upset. Anyone? Were you bullied? Did you bully people? Um, I guess I don't know. So like, you were I a bully. I got bullied because I was a weird kid, and then you just pass it on to the, like. The, the next person that no, you have No, you don't. Of. Well, obviously no. that's not like standard procedure. But No, that you take it out happen. on your younger siblings, of course. I well, did that I, too. I did yeah. do that. Yeah. You come home and you take it out on your younger siblings. I'm shout not out, proud of it. Shout but out to def- my younger sister who <laughs> had to put up with all of my crap. So I, I remember there that. were times where that – because in my first high school, me and my friends were bullied a lot, but we were the kings of the bullied kids. So we we were the coolest Kings of the misfits. Of, we were the coolest of them and they would flock to us because they would sense safety. <laughs> for two reasons. One because I mean we probably like we were teenagers so we we're probably all mean to each other, we all made jokes at each other's expense, but we wouldn't bully them in the way that the bullies would bully them. Right. So one, they would they could come to a group where that wouldn't happen to them. But two, being the top and I, I'm I'm looking back at it, being the top of the bullied class made us the biggest targets for the bullies because we were the biggest threat to them. Right. Because we weren't the fly under the radar weird kids. We were the weird kids who were weird and proud or however you want to fucking put it. Like, yeah, that, I was, I was That makes it those. sound very lame, but but I think that we were the biggest targets because we were the most, like, visible. And there were times where I saw kids being bullied and I put myself in front of, you know, I, I called and I ended up getting, you know... Tussled around. Pick on you. somebody your own size, like yeah. me. I mean, yeah. yeah I and then was, they did. <laughs> I wasn't part of... I don't ever remember being specifically bullied in high school. I Shut up. I was in primary school, um, but that's... that's bullied but, in primary school, so weird. Ah, uh, but it was, it was weird, like, girls, girls sniping... Bullying and it wasn't really anything, and it didn't like it didn't really affect me too much. How, it was how could you even bully? You don't even have the hormones to bully. Yet it in was primary more school. It was more. They were just school. yeah, just being mean. It was never anything really f- physical. It was just like girls being snipey and mean. But in high school, I remember because again overachiever. I was part of the like nerd girls group where they were all overachievers and we all sat together, and it was basically just cliques. There were just cliques, but there was no bullying. So you had like popular girls, popular guys, nerd guys, nerd girls. And I was with the nerd girls and we all just sat together at lunch, but nobody really bullied anyone. You just kind of stayed in no your one lane. No crossed state lines no. to bully each other. No, that's it. You just stayed in your lane and that was it. And I very happily stayed in that lane and was, and I think the thing as well is that the, the popular groups knew that they could utilize us by like coming up to us and being like, Oh, did you study? And it's like, yeah, I studied. And they were like, can we get, yeah, can we get stuff from you? And it was just like, what? There was a, in my, in my last high school, there was a hot girl behind me that I got to do my math homework for me. (laughs) You're out here studying for other people. Yeah. I'm getting my homework. No, I didn't. Oh, God. I didn't study for other people. But if, like, if somebody was like, do you know what the answer to this particular one is because they'd already done it. Nobody wanted my homework. I'd be like, yeah, I know what the answer is. (laughs) Yeah, because you choose to zone out, apparently. Yeah, it was funny that the special ed fucking teacher (laughs) said that to you. Yeah, that's why I needed, like, private children. What would she do if she actually, like, dealt with someone? Thanks for shining whatever that was directly (laughs) into my eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Good job. I need Um, something to fiddle with. Wait, what do you think she did with, like, a like 
heavily spectral like down syndrome or whatever. I think like. that's the problem is I wasn't I wasn't like spectrum. You weren't enough. on her radar. Yeah, I, I I managed to fly under the radar enough that they were like, yeah, this kid's probably normal, but he's lazy. He doesn't mm. deserve to be here with the real. But a lot Down of that, syndrome a lot kids. of that gets misdiagnosed as being lazy or like inattentive and according, all of that a, sort of stuff. According to my tutor, a lot of female teachers aren't great at picking up like special needs issues in boys. Like just like no. guy teachers are better at picking up in guys. Yeah, women just see their father and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, yeah, like I, I. So, did you guys have like assigned seating when you were in school? Uh, in primary school for a while, yes, but then I think in the last year you got to choose, but then there's that whole, you know, when you, you're on a, you've got a bus that you take every day and there's a particular seat that you like to sit in. Like, it's like, that's my seat. I sit in that seat. I like that seat. It just kind of became that people just like self-assigned themselves seats. That's what it was like in high school. But in primary school, we had assigned seating and I got sat next to one of the guys who would frequently bully me. So like sitting and sharing a table with this guy, like he would walk past and knock my bottle off the table or knock my pencil case, just like really subtle things. Um, <laughs> Subtle, well, knocking your shit onto the ground when well, you walk past. That, things that the teacher is not going oh, right, like, to yeah. notice and get you in trouble for. Also, like it's small enough that it's not like a, you can't make a huge deal out of it. Really, like oh my pencil case. In primary but, school, did you guys have the big tray and the little tray? Did you have big tray and little tray? What? So like under your desk that you had. So the desk that you oh, set yeah, up, yeah. there was the, your little tray and then you had your big tray <laughs> that you went to that was like a sign. Every Latino got a big tray and a little, little tray. tray. <laughs> yeah, big big tray, little tray. I remember um, that. We so, had we just had like the drawer that was Big built tray into- where you keep your pizza pockets. <laughs> um, little tray. <laughs> What's the little tray? For? Little tray for roll up. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we we had like the trays. Mum wouldn't give me roll ups; too sugary. Yeah, it's just squashed fruit. It's squashed sugar. (laughs) Squashed sugar. Whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, we had the trays. That advertising campaign really worked on you. The one where they take a whole ass apple and squash (laughs) it. They're like, "That's it. That's a roll up. Pull it up. Pull it up. That's what's in a roll up. up. Is a squashed up apple." Oh yeah, I'll, I'll grab that in a sec. But um, anyway, yeah. So I sat next. So he would like. Um, he, so like he would bully outside of class, but then in class he would be like annoying and whatever. And there's like, it's one of those things that's just like the teacher's not going to do anything. The seats are assigned, whatever. It's not like visible enough. Oh, nothing. This not the assigned seating. They could never change. Well, like there's like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's like consistent and over the course of like several weeks or whatever, but it got to the point where I was so, uh, I was like just so wound up by this guy. Cause he, it was just like every single day he was just like chipping away a little bit more of my sanity. <laughs> I, I finished class and I don't know what he must've done at that day. Cause, to, Cause I was like very, very, uh, frustrated and just didn't know how to like, uh, vent that in a healthy way. I was literally like, I'm going to stab him. <laughs> I I seriously like I, I was holding a pen and it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until the opportunity is right 
And then I'm gonna that walk escalated up. so quickly. I'm gonna walk up behind him and fucking stab this guy. Oh Hell my god! Because yeah. he had already been bullying me for like a few years consistently before. Because like again, I was like the weird kid. No, 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 no! Don't, don't backtrack no, now. No, but the no. fact that he was sitting next to me and just like consistently winding me up and like nothing was being done about it. I think I may have spoken to the teacher at some point, but and I talked to mum about it as well. No advice there. So I was just like, well, I'm going to stab this guy. You're, you're that kid that every school fears comes along <laughs> that could just... If this sh- was like, America, I probably would have been... Shoot up an entire I've, school. If this was America, I probably would have been a school shooter. Now, this, 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 is, this is a good... I was thinking about all of our high school talks. This is a good... Do you feel... <laughs> Fucking hell. We all have corona, by the way. Yeah, we all we're have, all... We all, this literally is, all have COVID. This is the COVID episode. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we're doing pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. Um, what impact... Uh, cue the fart sound, just, you know. <laughs> APFM, a podcast for a man. What impact do you reckon those high school things had? Um, I, I think it definitely... It impacted the <laughs> my ability to, like make friends because like uh at the time or you mean since then at the time and i think that's kind of stuff has like lasting effects well because you don't practice it when you're young so you don't know how yeah. to do it when you, you're yeah you practice it when you're young you sort of get used to being like isolated also just like like i had friends throughout high school things were generally cool but then like after high school those friendships sort of break up and if you're not used to like making friends and then and maintaining friends. friendships. Well, like if you're not used to making and maintaining friendships or having like friendships come and go normally, the first time that it happens, it's like, Oh wow, this is, this is hard. Um, mm. when and, you, when you broke up with all your high school friends. Yeah. So like you, there's that sort of initial, you, it's like initially there's like denial where you're trying to like get in touch with them and they're not getting back to you or whatever. Like I had one friend that I was really, really close with. Um, and like we talked a little bit and hung out after school, like after school had finished or whatever, but eventually he, uh, there was a few things going on on his end. So it's not like I fully blame him and like, Oh, you're a shitty person. But like his dad had gotten out of jail. He'd moved out from his mum's place to live with his dad. Uh, his dad had gone to jail for meth trafficking and I'm, and then like, as soon as he, his dad had gotten out and he'd moved in with his dad, it's like, you can have free reign. I'm a bad role model. So this guy, like, very shortly after high school, had immediately started smoking weed, and this is before I smoked weed. So I was like, "Oh, this is weird." I don't Just know. How outing to- yourself on the podcast. Well, I don't know how to. I didn't know how like relate to him as well anymore because like his. So life- I stabbed him. <laughs> so I stabbed. Him. <laughs> no, just like. So I've got a pen, and I thought, "This is it. I'm going to stab this guy." He's, he's bonding with his dad. His we, interest, I don't know how to reach out to him. The, I'm just going to say that's the clip. For this I, show. I'm alone and I'm isolated, his, so I his, have to stab. His interests had like changed or whatever, and he was making. He had like uh, he'd gotten really close with another guy whose dad had also been in jail for a lot of. Years. <laughs> Wow. Just like if only Dad had gone that step further with that teacher in year five, then your dad you would have gone to jail. To relate to him all, about, you could all bond over your jail dads. In, in like, yeah, in fairness to him, I think it's just like we didn't have as much in common anymore. Which, like, when you're becoming adults and you're not seeing each other every day in school, it's very easy to lose touch because, like, mm. your lives are different and you're starting. You're not to being see- forced to see each other every day by yeah. some exactly. kind of regimen. 
Yeah, so because it requires actual effort to like see each other and your interests are changing or whatever. So like <coughs> we like he he just ended up like ghosting me, like wasn't responding to my messages or whatever. So like eventually once I figured out like oh, I guess he doesn't want to be friends or whatever. Like I had moved on with my life and started doing other things, but then mm. like he's recently sent me a friend request and I'm like, "No. We we took too much of a hiatus for you to just Flick me a friend request. I, I had that recently, like someone that I used to work with and we used to work late. Like we, we used to work late nights at where we worked. <clears throat> this is when I was in retail management. And so, you know, like normal, you say you finish work at five o'clock after work drinks is like six. We might finish work at 11 or 12 or one in the morning or whatever. So our after work drinks are like, you know, after midnight and we'll be like sitting on his like front, porch area the stoop sit it yeah just like no, sitting out on chairs on his front porch watching the uh, nightlife happenings of our low socioeconomic high crime suburb <laughs> um and like yeah we would hang out heaps we would work together all the time we would like party and get fucked up and he ended up getting himself into a, a crazy relationship and basically like got locked down by this person like he didn't have his own social media like his own like I, w- I would talk to like family like cousins of his or whatever and they'd be like yeah we don't know like what's going on with him like no one's wow. in contact with him or whatever and so he's recently re-emerged now because the relationship unsurprisingly has ended I'm surprised it lasts as long as it did although there are kids involved so that's probably part of why it went for so long mm. and as much as I feel good that he's out of this thing that was clearly sh- shit, I also feel like this was many years. And as much as I'd kind of been somewhat waiting and somewhat hoping for that or, like, missing him or whatever, it's also like, damn, we're, like, pre- presumably completely different people now Yeah, to how we were then. Yeah, just sometimes you're not interested in being friends with somebody. And I, I don't know if we've progressed in parallel. I think I will give him a shot. Um... But I understand the thing of them like reaching out after all that time and be like, nope, not interested in." I'm at a point now where it's like, I have, I've got as, mu- as many friends as I'm willing to manage. Also, he blamed me for getting locked down in his relationship because I sent him like a, a nude pic that I got of someone else and his girlfriend saw that. And it's like, that's not my fault that you have a fucked up relationship with your, like, that's not my problem. <laughs> Yeah, still probably shouldn't share other people's yeah, nudes, though. Yeah, sharing other people's nudes, not <laughs> I'm not, not saying cool. that it was, like, your fault that he was in trouble with his girlfriend, yeah, but, but also, also, like... don't share other people's nudes. I mean, nudes. That's yeah. That's a side look, note. Anyway, I, also, I, as well, I just want to say, I didn't actually stab that. I didn't go through <laughs> I didn't stab and that he guy. was never heard from again. Yeah, look, I mean, this I, was... I, this, I emptied my uh, water bottle into his bag. This was a long time ago. I, I, I agree with you. I, was I thought you were going to say you emptied your bladder into his bag. No. But, but this is what I mean, because I understand that's a shitty thing to do is sharing like nudes and this was like when I was much younger and I would look back on that and see that and many other things as being like a shitty young thing so when he comes back with this energy of blaming me for his relationship because of that I'm like whoa 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 you're still stuck in some kind of like how are you even thinking about things through through that lens like Mm -hmm. And it, it it to add to it, like he was being unfaithful to his partner anyway. 
Oh, yeah. Like, this this was not like he just had, like, a great relationship going on and I, like, sent him a pic and it, like, crashed his whole kingdom. Like, the reason that I felt fine to send it to him was because he was already a shithead and not taking his relationship very seriously. So for him to come back and be like, oh, you really got me in trouble there. No, motherfucker. You got you in trouble. Yeah, I had a I had a shithead friend who, um, like, he was. But don't uh, share nudes. It's a very good point. He wasn't like officially living with this other guy who was a friend. Um, so like, there's there was these this guy and his twin sister. They still lived at home, and the shithead friend was just I get it. They were really good friends or whatever, and it was one of those deals where it's like, oh, you know this. The parents were cool with it, like, you can just come over whenever and, like, stay at our house, whatever. So, like, um, this dude was in a relationship all throughout high school, and um, the girl, the the sister, she was in a relationship that had, like, ended pretty badly or whatever. And this guy ended up fucking his friend's sister and cheating on his girlfriend and, like, because everybody's... Because it's all one of those deals where, like, everybody is part of the friend group, it just, like, this entire friend group just had, like, this massive schism because it's, like, uh, this dude has slept with this girl and cheated on his girlfriend who's also everybody else's friend, and it's one of those deals where, like, how many... Like, who do we need to excommunicate here? Because, obviously, like, two of them are siblings and one of them is now in a relationship with... Uh, the girl, so it's just like, sorry, lady, I'm, I'm sorry that this guy has cheated on you. You have to leave now. <laughs> You're no longer part of the Your group. Your torch is being extinguished. You're off the island. Honestly, though, that sounds that sounds crazy hectic, and like, I never had anything happen like that among my friend groups. And I'm just gonna put it out there and say I've been extremely lucky with like my friend group and my best friend especially shout like, out to no name friends what <laughs> <laughs> so my best friend has been my best friend since year eight or year nine my in high school <laughs> but like sh- we have that friendship where Cameron's we can- my best friend and he lives here <laughs> we we have that friendship where you cannot talk for a really long time and then come back and talk and it's like no time has passed which is great like when I moved to the UK we barely spoke to one another most because like distance and we're both really busy but also because I had a lot of terrible mental health problems stuff going on and I was not in any place to really communicate with anybody but like every now and again we would check in with one another and she did nice things like when I had my mental breakdown she sent me tropical fruit because I I cried to her and was like I miss tropical fruit just like randomly out of nowhere so she sent me a pineapple which was great um but yeah like We've just always been really good. We've been really good friends. The first thing I thought was, gotta keep that pussy fresh. (laughs) Gotta get that that tropical puss. No, she's she's always been there for me. Gotta have them ribs. And she's... And pussy too. She's there now, and I'm really grateful for that, for the fact that it's quite a low-maintenance friendship, but I know she's always there, so it's good. I'm grateful. You guys are suckers. You I think it's tough. You ain't got a, nobody. I think as a guy, it's tough to have like to maintain friendships. I think. Oh like, yeah. Guys, just. It's, and I think in Australia, our drinking culture is such that we don't know how to 
bond or we don't know how to do anything unless we're fucked up. Unless you're yeah. having a drink. Unless you're doing it over a drink. Like, let's go yeah. have a drink. So so like, but when you're younger, it's not just having a drink. Like, I mean, at least in the circles I was in, and mm. I feel like this is fairly normal. Maybe not for this new generation. I mean, I hear that Zoomers aren't as as heavy drinkers as mm. millennials were. And, well, this, but, this, this friend group, it was weed. Like, they, they were like... Heavy stoners, and this is around the time that I first started smoking weed. It was one. Of, it must. It like it would have been one of those things. Where it's loves just, talking about how much he smokes weed. I know, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, like this, like uh, gotta rock that to electric avenue. <laughs> first, yeah, I think just like uh, to try and like uh, be part of the group or whatever. Like I just it, to fit was, in. But yeah, there was there was a period there where it was like. Heavy usage, a lot, and also like, please like me. I also smoke the weed, um, but yeah, like I think uh, I think Australian culture, particularly with guys, it's just difficult to have friendships that aren't based around some kind of intoxication or like yeah. uh, something like that. But I've been told by South Americaners, yeah, South Americans, mm. that we're quite cold. Yeah. Which was an interesting revelation to me. It made perfect sense, but it also kind of struck me because I think of Australians as, A, I think of us as being like friendly and laid back and whatever. And I also think of our external perception, like how the rest of the world perceives us as being friendly, laid back, funny, whatever. I think we're neighborly. I don't think that we're like, yeah. but, we get but, close to people though. Well, that's the thing. What I, what I get from immigrants that I've talked to here who come from countries where like they're much more expressive emotionally and much more tight knit family structures and family staying in the home for longer mm. and much more like I know. It, so, so what I get from, from these other people and their perspective is that we're cold and we're angry and like I think Australian men are some of them. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, I don't know. That was that was that was an interesting kind of because it it both surprised me, but also I was like, yeah, I guess we are. Like we are awkward and kind of distant, and that's why everything is like like most of our stupid accent and like that the Australian manner is ironic at this point. Mm. At least in our generation, like it does come from previous generations who did it earnestly and they do it earnestly in a bravado kind of sense, like, oh, fucking blah, blah, blah. Like that, like that, that masculine posturing and the, the, the matiness they would do in earnest and it creates distance. And now we do the same thing in jest and ironically, yet it is still a device, just an ironic device to create distance because, oh, I'm not really taking anything seriously because th- I'm doing the Australian voice. Yeah, I, don't, I think because Australia doesn't really produce anything that's ours. Like, we, like, our biggest thing, our biggest media export is, like, special effects that we make for big-budget movies made in the US. And dirt that we dig up. Yeah, so, like... We don't yeah, really have minerals and mining. Yeah, we don't really have any big cultural exports, which means that a lot of our culture Correction, we don't have any white culture exports. Do we export indigenous culture? Oh, yeah, hello. Look like Hi. 
so <laughs> so that gets marketed out as like Australian culture everywhere. What do you, what everywhere. Do you mean? So didgeridoos and boomerangs and all of like the stereotypical indigenous I, culture gets pushed out. I and mean, they, they add a didgeridoo sound effect to like yellow wavy. No stuff like stuff like that gets of the desert. It gets marketed as a, and like it now more than ever with this wave of Australia. So there is a move for us being more culturally diverse and aware and accepting of Aboriginal and Indigenous cultures. But on the back of that comes marketing and people trying to profit off of that and pushing that more. So Australian culture is being marketed that way and they're profiting off of it. And um, I, I think it's just that white Australian culture doesn't have, we don't have anything. So we we use well that's what i was going to say is that like a lot of like Austra- a lot of the cultural touchstones in australia are just imported from the us so like our social media is all like it's just it's filled with america our media in general yeah so mm-hmm. like any any of that is just like it's i think 90% either the us or the uk like what have we we've got f- neighbors and like no, they just finished really or it's about to or something yeah so we yeah there's neighbors uh, uh, home and away. Like, what's our big media thing? Like the Tame Impala. The se- the seven. I mean, seriously, Tame Impala is probably ACDC. one of biggest... the seven PM. Yeah, yeah. ACDC is probably ACDC. one of the biggest. But media is that Xbox. is that like? I don't know. Is that something that's direct, that's associated with yes. Australia? Yes. Yeah. And that's okay. big. I mean, you know, my. Colombian X came here with ACDC shirts. Like, yeah. ACDC I guess, transcends but is, language but like, and culture. That's yeah. the thing, but that's like, you know, from the 80s or the 90s or whatever. It's not really anything. No, like, no, it's it's not current. It is still currently. Even our, even our like, Australian celebrities are just American celebrities that happen to have been born here. So, like, you got Chris Hemsworth and, uh, like, who, Hugh Jackman. And it's like, yeah, those are Australian actors, but he where are up. you? Heath, yeah. Heath Ledger, who obviously is not with us anymore, but nice yeah. here. Um, He's here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and do 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 do. I mean, coming down. Do, 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 do. Yes and no. We've got some really good Australian talent. Heath, though, I hear like, you've been dead. Kate Blanchett is a great Australian. Kate talent. Blanchett. Yeah, I'm so fucking Blanchett. I'm so <laughs> sick of hearing about her fucking podcast. Have Why? you been getting those Audible ads? Uh, no, I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's just, like, all of my YouTube videos are opening with that fucking, like, climate of change. It's not about climate change. It's something else. Shut up. Okay. Anyway, who starts a podcast? Fucking loser celebrity. Yeah. Anyway. Who would do that? But, yeah, even, like, but that's, again, like, she's an, she's an Australian actress, but, like, I think isn't is she is there anything like uh, recent that's like anyway, culturally act- relevant from Australia? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean not from Australia. Actors, that's not a cultural export, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't I think guess. so. Either. If it was Australian films, Australian directors, but having Australian there's a Wolf Creek sequel. But you know what I mean? Like Australian actors being in American films and doing American accents is not really a cultural export. Yeah, so no. I, I, um, Tame Impala, 
that's a culture. And Tame Impala is a cultural export because I hear Tame Impala influencing. And I know they're a very, mm. like, um, revivalist kind of band, but he, he does put his own spin on psychedelic and his own spin on the music that he's doing. Tame Impala has a sound. Like LCD sound system. Like, LCD sound system is very referential to things like Talking Heads or whatever, but, mm. like, they have a sound. Tame Impala is like that for psychedelia. and. Yeah. That sound, like I listen to artists from Spain and stuff like that, and I'm like, shit, like I can hear the Tame Impala vibes in this random bedroom indie pop artist from Spain. Like that's that's cultural export. And that sound, when I used to play a lot of gigs in Perth, is around. There are a lot of bands trying to do that grunge psych sort of vibe but also we have so australian pub music is quite quintessentially australian like there's nothing else that sounds like australian pub music like midnight oil is is that and then you've also got it it doesn't matter it's still it's still a, a sound that is unique to us but that no but that speaks to the fact that it's old speaks to like what little culture we did because i have this conversation with people from overseas right australia was starting to develop its own culture like where we're about when i compare us to south american countries that i know people from um that's not a weird flex i'm just trying to say like there's a reason why i compare it to them because i'm talking to those people it is a flex in perth well, you know, someone from another country. Wow. That's not a fucking uh, dollar store. That's not pom. New Zealand or two like pound pom. Um, that's not another country. But so, like, comparing it to like when most South American countries got th- their independence from either Portugal or Spain, and when we got our independence, so they have about a hundred years head start, right? I mean, right. we don't have independence. Well, well, that's uh, but that's part of it. So part of it is that we never fully got independence from England. Um, the second part is what the degree of independence that we did get sort of like a, a century behind these places in the Americas. But then also I think the method of colonization, like, okay, disclaimer, all colonization, kind of problematic. A <laughs> little bit fucking probo to colonize a place. But I think the way in which the Spanish did it was more integrated. Well, at least, and I'm not saying consciously, but it ended up with a more integrated product. Mm a more integrated result between... I don't know enough sp- about it, but, like, my understanding is that, like... They- England did not fuck with anyone in the places that they went to. I, they were like, you are for, garbage. Except for you can look at New Zealand, but that's because when they got there, the... They the, lost. The new, no, the, the, the original inhabitants were like, try it. Like, we will fuck your shit up. And they just went... All right then, and so they had to they had to come to terms and yeah, actually have, have, have a, a treaty, treaty with them yeah. because the Maoris were like, try it, just try it. Like whereas it like our Aboriginal or Indigenous peoples, it's not they it, weren't warrior people. They, they weren't were warrior people. They were peaceful people, and so we like we came in and decimated them. But so. my 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 thing about um, and culturally the, would not integrate. Yeah, yeah. My thing about. Um, South America, though, is, like, uh, the Spanish fucked, like, interbred with uh, the indigenous people there. It, well, I don't think that it was the same sort of yeah, policy he, that Australia had. Here with. it was, like, the the breeding out of indigenous people was, yeah. like, this pseudo-scientific... I mean, I guess there's some science to it, but, like, there the, was the conscious thing was, let's fuck these people out of existence yeah, through I, concentrated breeding programs, yeah. whereas when the Spanish were places, they were... 
they were fucking people and like so the culture is so so there's a few things so we're a hundred years behind and we never fully got independence the way that the british colonize is they don't integrate their culture in the same way that would happen in places like south america and i'm just referring to places that i have some awareness of it's colonization has different impacts all over the place and is uniformly bad i will maintain but so we start late and we don't have this melting pot and it's really just the indigenous people that got fucked up and just all fucking people from the uk Mm. which is part of why our accent is so fucked because you have the because there's so many different accents in the uk across the uk and they all got crammed into boats together and all got crammed here. And Mostly the lower class Lower class made as well. it to Australia. Mm. The so posh ones waited it out. So they're not the most eloquent. They're not speaking the Queen's English. They're all speaking basically dialects at that point, um, which is why the uh, amalgamation of them produces our strange accent. So we basically, and what I'm saying is, we have this late start and this kind of hamstrung effect to developing our own culture. But we do start to do it. And you can look back to things like the 70s in Australia and we are starting to develop music that is ours and a way of talking and a way of being Mm. that is ours and a culture that is ours. But then with the advent of international TV and then shortly after that... The internet. The internet. the Like the homogenizing of culture and us just like as we were just sort of coming away from the UK as being our cultural sort of touchstone, just immediately glomming onto the US. And now it's just indistinguishable. Like people here know more about US politics and Australian yeah. politics. People here watch American shows. People here see Americans on their social media. Like people experience Australianness via memes of us, about us, by Americans. Mm. So yeah, the, the a, bit of progress hun- that we were making was just like the the the, the embers were like quashed. There's a hundred Australian memes, uh, like pages or subreddits or whatever. There are no American meme uh, subreddits or anything. You wouldn't go to a subreddit that's just like American memes, mm. <laughs> unless it's a, unless the meme is that it's just guns. <laughs> But even that would be fucking boring. American made. What's the time? Anyway, yeah, we're about eight minutes over. That's the moral of the story is it's hard to make friends. Australia is so stab them. Stab them with a pen. Australia is losing its culture. We're, we're, um, uh, Australia. The culture war is on, people. Australian Republic. If you now. know an American, kill them. <laughs> stab them with a pen. Stab them with a pen. The kid that bullied me was English as well. He had a. Kill them! (laughs) (laughs) Imagine getting bulled by a Brit. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, that's that's the free one. APFM, a podcast for men. This is how we sign off now. (laughs) Okay.